Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello there, welcome to part two of episode 85 of FBL Black Box. I hope you enjoyed part one. In this section, we're going to look at the midfielders and forwards data. We're going to make our predictions for the forthcoming game week. And of course, take a look at our teams. Let's join Az as he starts to look at those midfielders. Uh, okay, let's take a look at midfielders then. Let's actually look at some decent <laughs> some decent options. Uh, this is midfielders over the season. Two City Boys, first and second, De Bruyne and Foden. Um, Salah is there in third. His XGI per 90 of 0.65 is still really high. Just not translating into points. He's top 10 for chances created. He's top 10 for shots in the box per 90. And he's top 10 for shots per 90. Um, but he's not top 10 for points per 90. The crucial one. Yeah, two goals and eight starts as well. It's not, not mm. what we would have expected. But yeah, data-wise, he's up there. So it's reassuring. And like we said you know, minutes ago, we expect it to change. So it's just now when you factor in the Trent injury and the Diaz injuries, it is now the time to go in for him and take that risk. It is a risk because there are players in midfield who are returning on a regular basis mm. and threaten more. You know, we've, we've talked about the likes of Zaha having good fixtures. There's Madison, of course. There's many, many mid-priced midfielders that tempt us away from going Salah. And also there's the thing that Haaland's going to be perma-captain. So do you need and want to spend big money on another midfield option when actually it might make sense to spread the funds because you're not going to captain that 12, 13 million pound player? So, um, yeah, it's much to think about with Salah at the moment. But I think at the moment, I don't feel that pull to, to go back to him. No, no. I look at some of the other sort of high performing points per 90 players. I mean, Anthony is there mm. um, at eight, which I believe is the second highest out of all midfielders, second only to Foden. He's come in and done really well, isn't he, for, for United? There's question marks, including from me, about the uh, money spent on him, a lot of money, but... 
He's, I mean, he's, he's talent. He's very, very talented. I just wondered whether it would actually translate into returns. He's got three and three now. Do you think he's an option? Well, he's got to be considered, hasn't he? I mean, three and three is ridiculous. He's not going to maintain that. But he's uh, shots per 90, 3.81 is really high. It's the highest in this table. Mm. So he is, he likes a shot. There's no doubt about that. A lot of them are outside the box, but he, he's a goal threat. It's there. It's evident in the data and, and, and not only that, in the output so far as well. Yeah, it's a United player. There's a lot of competition in this bracket, though. That's the thing. Um, there's perhaps players that you would go to first. And, and you know, look at them. And Saka is coming off the back of two goals. He's on penalties. Zaha's on penalties. Bowen's on penalties. The, this is a factor in when we consider it. Yes, yeah, so you're looking at mid price midfielders now. It, it's something we're probably going to look at most weeks because I think when you're talking about, you know, the Haaland captaincy removing some of the um, skill, I guess, from the game then it's the mid-price midfielders that present the best opportunity to try and make up ground. And so getting your choice of these right is probably going to be Absolutely. crucial. And we've got here on the on the table Foden, Bowen, Anthony, Trossard, Madison, Sacco and Zaha, right? These are the players that are probably in the conversation at the moment. Diaz is injured, so he's gone as an option. But these are all good players and, and you're going to want two of these, maybe even three of them, if you're going without De Bruyne and Salah. Um, because most have got Martinelli and no one's getting rid of Martinelli, right? This is the crucial bit for me. Like this, this is this is where you can kind of rise up the, the ranks in getting this right. And there's going to be weeks in which like there returns, like Madison, for example, didn't return this week and had a lot of expectation on him, you know, against Bournemouth. Uh, Zaha only got the assist and there's already lots of people kind of buying him. But it's going to be really interesting to see the different strategies of either getting these players in and sticking with them. Like you've got Bowen. For example, what happens if Bowen goes on two games without without scoring? And then you're looking at players like Anthony and Trossard and they're getting points. Having that patience or deciding whether to move for sexier options who are doing well is going to be is going to be really challenging, I think. Because I think all of these players are great options and they're all going to have their spells of doing well. And you need to get it right in which ones you you get. And Anthony, I think, is a really interesting one because I think it's seven six, he's a really good price. United have been clicking well um, in attack and, you know, with, with I think Martial's out of the weekend, but when he comes back, I think that attack again is quite vibrant with, with Rashford and Martial and Anthony there. I mean, with Bruno Fernandes mm. is amazing how he's just not a factor anymore. I know, we, never, we just <laughs> never talk about him anymore. <laughs> never talk about him. Two seasons ago, he was the new FPL king, even more than Salah. And now he never even gets anywhere near our no. conversation. I thought yeah. I thought he might have a bit of a resurgence issue. I saw him at ten million and thought maybe this is a. Uh, but I mean, what's he got? Let's go back to the the table. Is he, he even in the top returns? 30? Is he in the top thirty? In he is. He's there, twenty seventh, one goal, one assist, but he's not in the top ten for any any of the key data. No, no. Um, at all. Zero point three eight xgi non penalty per ninety. Um, you know, even Rashford is above him, zero point four one. Well, you'd, you'd definitely go Rashford or or Anthony over him and mm. maybe even Martial yeah. up top. No, we're near, you know we're near going him at the moment. No. No. Yeah, I, I I mean, these midfielders, I mean, that's what I'm looking at and going, I don't, I, I, it's, De Bruyne is a difficult sell. He's top of this table, 0.78 XGI non-penalty per 90. Um, and, you know, even though City are fantastic, they don't have the fixture in game week 12. And I look at it and think, if I'm not going to captain De Bruyne, can I use the money elsewhere? And can these mid-price options keep pace with De Bruyne? I think to an extent mm. they can, if you can get the right ones, of course. 
and obviously spreading out and, and getting three of them gives me more chance of getting one of them that does well in yeah. any given game week. So I've got Zaha, I've got Bowen. Those are the two. What you've got up now is what rate my team thinks are the best mid-price midfielders over the next five game weeks, six game weeks, 11 to 16. Top is Zaha with 26.8 uh, projection points. Bowen is second, 25.26. They're the two I've got, so I've got to be happy with that. Both on penalties, and yep. I think that's the factor, right? You know, Bowen got a penalty the weekend and it got him out, got me points, and Zaha could easily do that with the runner games that he's got in any game, even if he's playing badly. So that is always in their favour. Then it's Madison on, on 8.2 million, uh, 24.5. Then Kudazescu is now fit, we believe, for the weekend. Don't know if he's in on the team sheet tonight, um, but he's he looks starting. like... He's not starting. Right, okay, but he looks like he's nearing a return. Could be another one that we could come into the reckoning. I mean, obviously the Richardson factor means that we don't know if he's going to be a regular starter, but he should be. Then Anthony, as you mentioned, 23.08 comes after Martinelli. Saka next. Saka on penalties too. I mean, Saka's probably the one that I'll go back to, to be honest. After game yeah. week 12, I probably would go Saka, Zohar, Bowen uh, as the free. Or Jesus again. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, well, but it, it, it's just the penalties, isn't it? it, it you know, it... All three of them can score a goal from open play. Of course they can. But having mm. the penalties in a game where the, their team is playing badly or they're playing badly, it can always get you a return. And I think that goes a long way. When, when there's so little to choose between these players, and I, I would say from open play, I would say Madison is possibly the best here. But I think Foden over the season is the one I would go for. Yeah. But as for the rest, after Foden, I think it's... Um, I think it's so tight between them. So I'd just go on the back of the penalties. But. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've got, I've got Foden over De Bruyne, for example. And mm. I think that's, Foden's ownership is increasing, but there's a lot of De Bruyne stragglers who kind of haven't gone there. And I'm just hoping yep. that a Foden can kind of keep pace with, with De Bruyne. And then I can use that money to, you know, to what, well, to get another one of these guys, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, that's the difference between like an Andreas Pereira and a Saka, for example, is Foden over De Bruyne. Um, but yeah, interesting. I, yeah, I really, I really do think this is this is absolutely key. Yeah, and I think, I think know, we're going to look at it every week, aren't we? In terms of yep. where we think the money should go, because shuffling these players about and trying to hit the double figure return with at mm. least one of them is the way you're going to gain ground. Um, and I don't think there's too much to risk. I mean, you know, when you move Zaha to Bowen or Madison to Bowen or or Anthony to Saka or vice versa, yeah, you could miss out on return. It, there's, it, it's going to come down to variance, but this has got to be the game we play in a season where the captaincy is decided and the big at the back isn't working. This is this yep. is the game to play. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, kind of at the other end, looking at some of the cheaper players, I mean, we've got uh, Eze in there, mm. but he's like 56th for his XGI, non penalty per 90. Uh, Zaha's is 0.42. Eze's is 0.27. So Eze's ahead of him on points, but Zaha's you know, even without the penalties is like double what, what Eze's is. So if you're mm. tempted to get Eze to cover Zaha, I still maintain that Zaha is kind of the best uh, option. Um, I mean, is there any other kind of the cheaper players um, here that, that you like the look of? I mean, if you're, you know, we talk about Almeron, for example, he's in 14th, 0.48. I mean, you know, to be yeah. 0.5, expected goal over with non-penalty for 90 and be 5.1 million. I think you've got to take notes of Almeron. I think you've got to. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's been a joke figure, hasn't he? I mean, I think, you know, Grealish yeah. made those comments about him post-season and so on. I, but I think, like, at 5-1, he's, he's achieved. Newcastle are much improved and he is starting every week. He seems to be 
firmly in the first 11 at the moment. Um, Murphy's looked good as well. Now he's back in the team. So mm. I, I, I am, I'm, I'm, you know, I am tempted to look at Almohan. <laughs> it's, it's difficult to, to not, it's isn't crazy, it? Isn't You've it? got to take notice of the numbers, right? The data suggests, and what we've seen with the eye test, he's playing with a lot more confidence than we've ever seen before. He, he looks a threat in games. He never looked like he had an end product in him, did he, at all? No. Until this season. And and somehow, um, Howe has unlocked that, given him the confidence, and now he is a player who is delivering goals, certainly delivering goals, not assists so far, but yeah. I, yeah, I mean, the, stat, the stats don't... You, you know, you see a player like Almond with four goals in nine, and you think about mm. his history, and you think, oh, there's no way he's going to keep it up. And then you look at the underlying stats, and they're really, really good, you know, to be 14th kind of in the list. And you look at the fixture, I mean, game week 12 is a, is a, is a fixture when a lot of people are going to want a player like that, you know, coming off your bench or whatever. Mm. And he's and he's got Everton at home. He couldn't really ask for a better fixture than that. So I think, you know, it's, it's a great time. You know, maybe you bought Martinelli late and you haven't got loads of value tied up in him. Could potentially be a move that you you drop him for one week and and maybe buy him back. Or you find, you know, if you've got other players, like I had Gross and he got rid of him last week. I think Almer is, is the perfect player to bring in in game week 12. There's so many options here. Like I think mm. in a way having Andreas now as a as a fifth midfielder and not playing him, the move to go back to five in midfield and play five in midfield seems to be the way I, I should go now. If I'm going to make up ground, I probably need to do that. Get rid of Tony or Mitrovic and go five in midfield because if that's going to be the area where there's mo- it's most volatile, that's where the, mo- the swings are, I've got to play to that yeah. as much, best I can. Mm. Right? So I think I've got to look at it and go, as I look at these, I mean, we haven't talked about Odegaard as an option, who is great in any given game mm. week. Um, and, you know, Son as a heavy hitter, we haven't talked about him yet. We expect him to come back. Kulazeski, as I said, he's now fit again. Uh, Rashford could be an option. And, you know, he, he, we flirted with him so far. There, there are just so many players on this list. I mean, complete stark contrast to when we looked at defenders, where you think, you know what? I Rodrigo again, <laughs> Sinistera. They're everywhere. There's options everywhere. So it seems a waste to have a midfielder on the bench at the moment. It seems like I should yeah. go to five in midfield. I know, that's how I, that's how I feel yeah. as well. So it's shifting, yeah. isn't it? Because I mean, you look at Almeron, just keep mentioning Almeron, but like the last two weeks, I mean, he's got 15 and a seven. Like yeah. if you had him for those You're two weeks, that's that a huge, yeah. that's a huge rank increase if, you, yeah. if you've got him. And that's just a five million player. So it can be done. Like these ranking yeah. increases can easily be done. You've just got to pay attention to these kind of stats tables and try and find the gem just before yeah, they... It's got a fall for you, though, hasn't Go off. It? Right? But it, I think if you're... Got, it has definitely got a fall for you. If you told me that Miguel Almiron yeah. would be one of the highest scoring players over the last two game weeks, I would no. not have believed you. But I think if you go five in midfield, you're giving yourself more tickets than the lottery, right? So yeah. I think yeah, that's I the think way so. I've got to go. Yep. Uh, forwards, let's take a look at these. We're not going to talk about Haaland. We're going to go straight into number two, who is Nunes, who I have been saying I think is great. You're kind of a bit less reluctant. Uh, no, a bit more reluctant. 8-8, um, he has gone down in price a bit. 0.92 though, extra non penny per 90. I mean, he has only had three starts, but that is pretty high. Harlan's at the, right at the top with 1.09. Uh, next is Wilson with 0.84. And if we actually look at his stats over the last six, he is top with an XGI non-penalty per 90 of 1.31. And mm. he's got penalties. Yeah, this is the last well. six game weeks. Um, mm. Yeah, Newcastle just, have been just a two, Just two starts, but... Yeah. Yeah, I, and, and this is limited, it's a small sample, but it, new, it, like we've said about, you know, Almiron, Newcastle are a force and we've got to start considering where we can look at their assets. I think 
we've said before, Wilson, it's, it's the fitness, isn't it? If you knew that Wilson was going to get you the next 10 game weeks, you would definitely consider him, no doubt. But I guess with the break, then there's that option there where we can build himself out for the second half of the season and be a factor. I've said that I want to go probably to two up front, play five in midfield, which is probably what I'll do. I tell you what, if I was wildcarding now, Wilson Nunes certainly would be in my thinking because mm. you've got to go to those players that are going to you know, get you that rank change. And and a lot of people are on Mitrovic, Haaland and one other, or on Tony. Um, moving to Nunes now, going early and hoping that he's part of a revival for Liverpool is not a bad bet. Um, and certainly Wilson, if he stays fit, will be a force as well. Um, lots of ifs, lots of uncertainty with those two, but in a season where you know the captaincy is done and dusted, these are the these are the well, risks the, you've got to take. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I mean, the week the captaincy isn't done and dusted is game week twelve because obviously mm. there's the blanks, and that's when Wilson has Everton, like we mentioned with with Almiron, at Everton at home. I think he's a great captain's option uh, in that week. Um, you mentioned uh, Nunes. I mean, he's got. West Ham, mm. which I know their defensive numbers are good, but still, I think at home, a decent captain option. And then Trossard as well. He, mm. he, Who's he, he got? I had him. <laughs> I wish you were coming. I can't believe you're not. You're not going to make it. Such a shame. I mean, it's probably there, for the best. I? Probably yeah, for the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, they're the three kind of captain options. And I, and I like game week 12 because we're not going to be doing a black box ahead of it. So we need to kind of touch on it a bit. But that seems like that just seems like a really fun week where everyone's going to go down different directions yeah, and yeah. people are going to end up taking punts on, on players and that's going to be a really fun midweek round of fixtures I think I don't know who yeah. I'm going to end up on for example it's good isn't it because in a season where you know there's there's a few certainties um, now with the captaincy there but it's a week where you've got to, you've got to roll the dice a bit and we should see mm. some movement in the ranks right hopefully we see some big returns from some players in that game week hopefully it's not a dense squib and there's very little there it would be great if you know a player like Trossard or Wilson comes in with another double figure return and create some swings in mini leagues and ranks but um, we'll see it's certainly got the potential to shake things up which is great yep Liverpool are currently losing to Rangers there you go they concede first in did they again also, how many games in a row is that I think it's 11 or 12 in all competitions now crazy 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 uh, right let's move over to predictions we both had very good uh, week you know I said to you that 7 out of 10 was a record for you last week uh, well, I got eight out of ten. Oh, you're so. <laughs> What's going on? We seem to be no having idea. miserable seasons, but now all of a sudden we're really picking up on the predictions. And I'm annoyed because the one of the ones I got wrong was the Brighton Spurs game, and yeah. I was the one trying to convince everyone that Brighton yeah. this would be a really tough game. My dad was like, "No, three 0 and all this," um, and I went for a draw, and we, we ended up losing it. Um, so I kind of got that one right, but but wrong. But yeah, I got um, them all right except for Bournemouth and Leicester and, mm. and Brighton and Spurs. You got two perfect results though. Crystal Palace leads 2-1 and you called the United Everton 2-1 mm. yeah. and you got six. You got six out of ten. I'm going to so, be happy with that. Anything more than 50%, right? So I'm edging up 52%. Yep. I think 52% is the <laughs> highest any of us have gone. Is it? I don't think any of us have got to 53. I think we've. I think you've been at 52% before. So, okay. um, yes, 55% would be like the... The gold, if we can get there, oh, it'd be amazing. You'll be, so you'll be getting the call from uh, from BBC Sport to no, take, well, on, yeah, uh, take on Laura. It's not Lawrenson anymore, <laughs> is it? It's Mr. Sutton now. Yeah. Oh, is it Chris they've, Sutton? They've kicked mm. Lawrenson into touch and, and, and Chris Sutton does them now. I don't know why it was behind that, but there you go. But well, yeah, got to be getting something right this season. It seems to be the predictions at the moment, but let's see how we do this week. Yep. So we'll come straight into it this week. So first game, Friday night game, big game, Brentford versus Brighton. 
uh, of course. My dad has completely changed his tune on Brighton. He was furious that we couldn't get the win against Spurs. He was angry with the manager, with De Zerbi. Um, he thinks he's lost the dressing room already. And he's completely, <laughs> oh yeah, he's completely, your, he honestly. Your dad is so harsh these days. He was having a go at me. Now he's saying he's lost it. Wow. Okay. You wonder where I get it from. Nothing. Uh, that's, no. that's, that's where it is. Good job he's not uh, on Twitter. It would be messy, wouldn't it? In the, in the <laughs> Phillips household. Yeah. I know. That's why I can't get him on these streams because he would just be ranting about things like that. Um, I was right. I told, I tried to tell him that game against Spurs wasn't going to be easy. Uh, but he's gone for it the same as you. Him and my mum both gone for a 1-1. Hmm. Uh, so have you. I think we'll win this one. I think Brentford are, are get at ball at the moment. Conceding goals for fun. And you won there last uh, season. Didn't Chossard get the winner? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, late on, I think it was. Yeah, mm. I think we'll have. To, I just think we'll have too much for them. Yeah, um, they've still okay. got a few defensive injuries, haven't they? Got um, is it Pinnock and and some other guy? Um, I think Pinnock's coming back. Maybe Pinnock played his first he game back. last week. Yeah, first game. Yeah, of the season. but he's still still he's been out for a while. So I I, I think we'll have we'll have a bit too much for them. Um, Leicester Palace. We've both gone for a Palace win. I've gone for three one. I think they're just going to have way too much trickery. For for Leicester to be able to deal with, yeah, I think moment. I think that's it. I think it's just the Leicester defence. You, you just don't yeah. fancy them against keeping anyone out. I mean, like Forrest didn't score against, and we lost four 0 But we we had two very good chances mm. and really should have scored. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we had yeah. a point blank header which the keeper saved, and Johnson had a shot in the second half which you could have scored from. So even the Forrest attack, which was terrible that night, in really in terms of the way we played. Look like scoring against Leicester, so Palace certainly should. So yeah, I think I think two one. You going? They're the team a bit like Forest, unfortunately. Leicester, as soon as they concede a goal, they just that's it. Yeah. They're gone. All well, the confidence is is gone. We didn't do it against Villa, to be fair. You but, didn't. So no. looking a bit tighter, but yeah, we'll see. We'll this get is more to about Forest Villa, I think. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, Fulham, Bournemouth. Mitrovic has been spotted back in training. Yeah, so it looks like he's going to be fit. So I've gone for a Fulham. Win. I keep backing against Bournemouth and they keep pulling these results out of the bag. Uh, you've gone for a 1-0. Yeah. Take that, wouldn't they? Yeah, I, I, Bournemouth are obviously a tough nut to crack. O'Neill's really got them playing well. I think they've gone four or five unbeaten now. Um, and Fulham, if Mitrovic is fit, yeah, they're going to cause Bournemouth problems. I think, you know, Bournemouth know Fulham well. They played them twice last season, of course. And they'll look at this game and think they can get something from it. And mm. I, they came to the city ground and beat us. So... I think they'll get something from this game. O'Neill's done a great job there and I think, you know, Bournemouth on paper are a very average team but they're doing, you know, far better than they than expected in terms of results and I think that'll continue. They'll get another point. Yep. Uh, Liverpool have equalised. Uh, Firmino, he's someone we didn't mention. Well, we, strikers, haven't, we haven't is, mentioned him, no. <laughs> he's absolutely flying. Maybe season. it's Firmino over Nunes, but... Mm. Uh, I can't believe your prediction on the next one. Uh, Wolves versus Forest. Where we need, we do need to get that garden centre graphic. If anyone wants to make us a garden centre, <laughs> yeah, graphic, a little icon. Yeah, a little, little game. What, what do we want? A little shrub. Well, I don't know. Shrubbery. That's up to them. Let them create as don't. Let's okay. not. Let's not okay. give them a brief. No, sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay. If anyone, if anyone wants to send us a few design ideas for a yeah. garden centre, we will. We yeah. will use it. There must be some UI this... designers out there who can do yeah. something. Because this is definitely the Garden Centre game yeah, oh God. of this week. There is absolutely no doubt. It's not on TV, thank, thank the maker. Um, you know, these are the two lowest scoring teams in the league, I think, Forest and Wolves, aren't they? Um, mm. And we're, Forest are going to go there and full on do a full-on Villa. We'll just be like, well, very negative, I expect, and just hope we get something on the break or from a set, place, set piece. So, um, And Wolves don't have anything in attack, do they, really? I mean, it'd be interesting what Costa does against our centre-backs be interesting 
I can't I, believe you've I, gone for a Wolves yeah, win. I, think I can't believe it. it. I, I don't. I don't want to do this. I don't, it, it, you know, it really is horrible. This, like having Forest up, it's not been fun at all. I don't know what I thought it would be like, but I didn't <laughs> think it would be as agonising it is. Watching the game on Monday was horrible. You know, and and it is affecting my FBL decision making because it's very difficult for me to go right. Let's get a player in. They're playing Forest. I don't want to do that, but. So I'm torn really on my decision making there and Forrest are struggling. So yeah, I mean, the good news is Cooper signed the contract and I'm so happy about that. Mm. And I do I do hope we revive things and we get something at Wolves. It's a fixture where, you know, they don't have anything to be scared of, but they're a good pass inside and I, I think they will they will find a way through. So I'm going one nil. What's going on with, with Jesse Lingard? Why is he in the bench? I don't know. I don't know. I mean like K a week. And this is, remember what he did for West Ham um, uh, at Wolves. Do you remember that goal he scored where he ran yeah. from his own half and he just outpaced them and ran around the defence and just put it... It was like Michael Owen's goal against Argentina. It was mm. like that kind of goal where he just ran and ran and ran. They couldn't catch him and he had to finish Johnson nearly did it in, um, yeah. against Leicester, wasn't it? But I, I, you know, that player there that Lingard was then looked... Well, he was getting into the England squad again. Whereas now you look at it, he can't get in our first eleven, let alone get, be a, a chance to be in the England squad for the World Cup. I really, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's fitness. Or he, mm. There must be that player still in there somewhere. It's not. He's not of an age where he would have lost it altogether. I can only think an injury or fitness is holding it back. But mm. he just seems not confident. You know, he just. I, I mean, I I can't understand it. He's our match winner, right? You look at this fixture and go with Lingard. We've got a chance of winning it because he could pull something out of the back. Well, exactly. But, that's what I think. I would. I would mm. have thought he would be the first player on the team sheet unless yeah. there's something going on. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, for all, Brennan has improved, but I would. I think. I think you've got to get. You got. You've Brennan's got to get not doing fit. enough. Brennan's not doing no. enough to contributing to the overall play for me. And unless we get him factoring more in the in the in the overall play and. Just for like we're relying on creating chances for him to be a factor, and we're not creating chances. We need Lingard in that eleven. I agree with you, but I just don't think it'll happen this game. Yep. Uh, a few questions in the chat. One person asking what a garden centre game is. Uh, a garden centre game is if you've got to spend time with your family uh, over the weekend because you're getting nagged about not doing yep. enough with them. Yeah. Um, and you're getting dragged to a garden centre. This is the time you arrange to go to that garden centre yeah. for. Yeah, so, so you, you look at the fixtures. Good football. You look at yeah. the fixtures and you go, which game can I sacrifice and not see? <laughs> and that's the game where I'll volunteer to go and we'll do the family thing. And often, when you get to my age, the family thing is a trip to a garden centre. <laughs> which, yes, yeah, so if you're in your twenties, you're probably going. What? When you get to my age, you wait and see. It's coming. It's coming your way. Um, you know, it's not much fun, but it could be more fun than watching Wolves versus Forest. And I wouldn't be yep. surprised if it is. Yep. And uh, someone else said uh, FBL Spartans. Uh, no, was it FBL Spartans? Uh, I just don't know. I can't even see. Hang on. I cut, that, cut that bit from the Okay. Podcast. All right. <laughs> me, me, me rambling. Uh, no, someone else in the chat said, uh, Is this the worst set of three o'clock games ever? I think it probably is. Fulham, Bournemouth, Wolves, and Forest. Yeah. Not great, is it? And we predicted. Big for the relegation battle. Yeah. Yeah. Big, yeah. But yeah. Uh, Spurs, Everton next. I've gone, gone for a 1 0 Spurs win. Seems quite Spursy. Uh, you've gone for a 2-0. Two 2-0, nil. Two nil, I think, yeah. Routine win, I think. Uh, Spurs... Kane's got a very good record against against Everton. Mm. Um, 14, I think. 14 goals in 13 or 14 appearances. Yeah, and know. this was a game that I was going to get Son in. I probably won't do it, so Son will probably get both the goals. Yeah. Yep, agreed. Uh, Villa-Chelsea, both gone for a comprehensive Chelsea win. I've gone for 2-0, you've gone for a 3-0. 
Gerard's on borrowed time. Isn't he? <laughs> it's just dreadful. I mean, how they, I mean, like honestly, they should have beaten us. I mean, any team going to Forest at the moment. To, I mean, we were. I don't think we were lucky on the night because I don't think Villa were very good. So I can't. I can't say that they did enough to beat us. But they just. They, you know what? They're playing with fear. Their team are playing with fear, and I can only think that's because. They don't want to get a bollocking off of Gerard when they come off the pitch. I think whatever he's doing, no. he's making the players play within themselves. And you can only put that down to they are frightened to express themselves. When they've got Contino and Buendia in the team, they were you know, very creative, flamboyant players. And they're not playing like that. And I can only think it's because they, they, they're, there's something, you know, there's fear in them that they don't want to express themselves. He's not saying to those players, go out and I, play, have a good time, no, uh, I know. express yourselves, no. attack, have freedom. He's obviously not saying that. He's giving them jobs to do and going, when you did that nutmeg attempt, you lost, you know, and they feel like they can't do it. Like, yeah. Like, it can only be something like that. I, I can't understand you're playing Nottingham Forest, you know, who are, who are really struggling at the moment. You play Danny Ings. We, t- we talked about yeah. it last week. Yeah. You, you start Danny Ings in that game mm-hmm. and, and try and get some link up with him and Watkins and you go and you really go for it. And when I saw he wasn't in the side, I just thought they're going to struggle here again because mm-hmm. they just haven't got that clinical edge to their game. And Ings is someone who could create something from, mm-hmm. from nothing. Yeah, and, I mean, and, they, you know, he, he, they yeah. scored a low XG goal and yeah. they didn't really do much else. So if that hadn't have gone in, I think we'd have won the game somehow, which, yeah. you know, yeah, very dispiriting yeah. performance from Villa again. Yeah, uh, yeah both both think that Chelsea are going to beat them. Yep. Uh, Leeds Arsenal next. You've given Leeds a goal. I haven't. I've gone for two 0 Arsenal. You've gone for a three one goals in this one. Then. Yeah, I just like Arsenal at the moment. How can you bet against them? You know, I, I think I want they, Jesus. I think they concede a goal in 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 games. Unfortunately, I don't think we can look at them for clean sheets, which we could have done with looking at them for clean sheets at the moment. But attacking terms. Yeah, they've got it going on, haven't they? They've, I mean, Xhaka is a new player. Odegaard, it seems to be, you know, forming a great partnership with him at the moment. Um, and then the front three are, are excellent, as you said. Uh, it's just who's got a knock. There's talk that he's not travelled. Yeah, so. but I think he's I think he's fine for the weekend. Okay. I think it's just a precautionary okay. thing. I mean, he's he's the player that I wish I had this week. Mm. He he he's probably if I if I had him or Saka, I think Saka. Yeah, I would be considering them for the captaincy this mm. week. Yeah. Uh, even over Haaland um, but I don't mm, so I, Martin, Martin, I mean Martelli is a bit tempting because he's been absolutely superb well, he, did, he but... got the brace there last year as you full well mm. know because you had him in that game do you remember I do yeah, yeah brought him in got a mug got a mug with it on somewhere someone sent me uh, United Newcastle I spent ages on this one I I hadn't seen your your prediction I, I just I couldn't decide who to go for I thought this could be this could go either way uh, this game given Man you were at home um, but Newcastle's been playing really well. In the end, I went for a 2-2 because I thought there's goals in it. And then I saw your prediction. You've gone for a 2-2 as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Should be a good I, game, this. Yeah, I think, you know, Newcastle are a different, different animal this season and, and have goals in them home and away. Um, United, I don't think I've got enough to keep them out. But equally, United have pepped up in attack, as you said earlier. So uh, a score draw looks a favourable outcome here. So let's see. But yeah, yep. good game, I think. It's not. Yep. Is it on telly? Yeah. Probably not, is it? Because I think Villa's uh, on. Villa Chelsea's on. Villa Chelsea's on. Yeah. <laughs> Why Villa on TV again? I don't going know. On? I've, I've watched their last two games and they've been so oh, bad. Oh, me. No, three games. Three, I've watched their last three on, games. They've been on f- live three matches in a row. This will be oh, the fourth f- time they're on live. My God. I've watched Forest Leeds and Southampton mm. and each game has been worse than, yeah. than the last. It's literally the fourth successive game that they're on live. Oh, <sighs> At a Please. time when they're playing their worst football. 
Also, and for Villa fans. And it's there's Leeds Arsenal and United Newcastle. I know, at the same I know, time. I know. And you know the goals are going to go in there. I mean, Chelsea will put on a shot. I think that, you know, there'll be goals in the game, but it's a shame. Ugh. Um, Southampton, West Ham. You've gone for 2 0. I've gone for a yeah. 1 0. West Ham. Yeah, another manager in, in trouble, I think. Has yeah. Cool. yeah. No sorts of goals, and West Ham's defence is strong. And I think with. Um, Scamacco, I think they've got a striker who's, who's, who seems to be not another one we haven't mentioned earlier. We mentioned mm. we talked about him a lot last week, but he's another option, isn't he? I mean, he's looking like he's got a like first him. choice, yeah. And I can now yeah, I pronounce like him. him, so I like him too. So. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I think I think it was Lucy Heinert talking about um, Southampton have now lost their director of recruitment mm. to Chelsea. Yeah, I saw that today. Yeah, big blow. Another, he's, yeah, he, big they blow. have signed good players. They're just not players for now. Um, yeah. which is unfortunate for Ralph. So he's doing the best with what he's got and it, there's no doubt Southampton have got great players coming through thanks to their recruitment. Um, so if they do stay up, the future's bright, but it's, it's tough. tough yeah, very tough. And the final game, the big one, Liverpool v Man City. You know, previous seasons, we've all talked about how mm. how close, um, you know, this this game is, but I think no one, you'd have to be quite brave, I think, to predict a Liverpool getting anything out of this game given how City have started and, and Liverpool's struggles at the moment. So I've gone for a 2-0 City, you've gone for a 3-1. I think if if we if they had Trent and they had Diaz, I think they could get something from the game because you've got to think the mm. home crowd and the circumstances like it's a, you know, lose this and, and the, I mean, the title race is off for them anyway, isn't it really? I mean, I think they've Wait, fish- oh yeah. I mean, it's not no officially chance. given up yet, but after this game, I think they have to. Whereas I think going into this game with a full strength team, they would have given City a game and I think they might have got a score draw out of it but given the circumstances just don't mm. see it now don't see it I'm, I think they can get a goal but you're back in a clean sheet so surely you've got to go Cancelo with that in mind yeah. even if he doesn't play in 12 they're 14 points behind Arsenal yeah <laughs> after 10 well however many weeks it is 10, 9 yeah. I mean they, they've got to look at it now though. we've got to think we've got to get top 4 right? that's not a given I know well, I mean, uh, the the only the only chance of them rescuing a, a successful season would be a a, a trophy, FA Cup or mm. Champions League. I think is going to be going to be pushing it, and then a top four finish. I think that mm. would be that's mm. you know that's basically what they did a couple of seasons ago as well, wasn't it? it did they it, win a trophy? It's a shame they came fourth. It's a shame for the neutral, though, isn't it? For me, like I wanted it to be a title race, and Arsenal were doing their best, and I hope Arsenal stay in there. But we want Liverpool up there, challenge. Well, I do. I want I want it to be a a title race. Uh, where there's three or four teams and it's nip and tuck. Yeah, all with different, right. you know, Potter coming in with Chelsea, you know, Spurs with Conte, with Arsenal, mm. with Liverpool, with City, you know, even with United, with Ten Hag and the signings they made. Like, you would just want to see them all within three to six points of each other and that's not happening because City, <laughs> City mm. are going to pull away at some point, I imagine, and, and Arsenal hopefully can run them as far as they can. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, captaincy then. So we can look uh, away from Haaland this week if we want to. We've got Harry Kane um, as a potential primary candidate. We've talked about him uh, against Everton. There are some other players. If you want to go for some of the Arsenal guys against Leeds, you've got Jesus, uh, you know, Mitrovic potentially against Bournemouth if he's back. Good fixture for him. Where do you think you're going to end up on? Haaland? I think I've got to. I think, you know, given the injuries they got with Massive and Trent out, uh, you see, I see City scoring at least two goals there and you've got to back Haaland to, to get something from that in a 2-0 away win. I, as I said, I think if, uh, last week, it is, you know, we don't expect Haaland to get hat-tricks away from home. We haven't seen that yet. And perhaps there's a, there's talk that perhaps in an away game, you could start considering other options if if excellent options present themselves. Kane at home to Everton, 
doesn't it's not strong enough I don't think uh, Everton have um, been defensively strong and the data doesn't say so but the, the the pure stats numbers in terms of goals conceded say they're they're then they're resolute um I think Spurs win that but am I confident enough in Kane or Son at the moment to back back over Haaland probably not not the way Liverpool are shaping up defensively so sadly I think it's it's game week 12 where we've got that obviously we haven't got Haaland so we have to look elsewhere then if you look further down the list, look at it. 13, Haaland home to Brighton. And would you go, I guess you would go Salah at Forest if you had him. I'm not sure you would. If you had, if you had Salah and Haaland in game week 13, would you captain, who would you captain? Haaland. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. He'll have, he'll have chances against us. Well, you know, it's the kind of low block teams which I'd worry a bit more about Haaland. It's going to be an open game against Brighton. Mm. I def- I definitely go for Harland. I can I can I can't see any way we can keep him out. You know our defense is all right, but you know Dunk Webster and Sanchez against Harland. It's I mean any team. It's just a bloodbath, isn't it? It's and then too, look at look at fourteen good. and fifteen. They've got Leicester no, no. away and Fulham at home. The, probably the two worst defenses at the moment. Yep. Mm. No no jump. The the, the, in, just... the, inter- the interesting game week is of course mm. game week twelve, mm. where I don't know where my captaincy is going to going to end up when mm. Haaland hasn't had a game because Madison versus Leeds looks appealing. It's, it's a home game for Leicester, but it's still Leicester. You know, we don't really know who's going to be in charge. And he's a midfielder who scored low xG goals, right? So mm. can he maintain that? Um, there yeah. is there isn't a stand there isn't a standard there isn't, option in there isn't. twelve. Trossard against Forest, maybe, but. That, I think he, I genuinely think he's the best option. I don't think I'm going to be able to get him, which would be horrible because I'm going to the match. But I, I think the standard options, like I said earlier, are a Newcastle player against Everton, probably Callum Wilson mm. or, Tro- or Trossard. Mm. Well, Trent should be off this because he's now going to be out of that game, we think. So yep. we definitely think, is. Yep. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to... I mean, I, I need to look at Salah a bit more of the next... I'll, I'll watch him tonight and I'll watch the game at uh, the weekend and see if I want to move to him. I'll have the option, I think, because I'll go into 12 mm. with two transfers so I can manufacture it, I think, so I can afford Salah. Um, and, he, and he has got Forest the week after, so I can see the appeal there. I mean, really, it's that Forest fixture that makes me tempted to go to him because I, West Ham is not... An, I don't think that's an easy game, as we've seen uh, from the data. So, um, But... The options elsewhere don't jump out at me. I'm not going to captain Trossard against my team, am I? Um, <laughs> and Madison, I won't. I don't think I'll have Madison. Mitrovic, I'm De Villa, maybe. Maybe that that could be an option. But yeah, I think it's, it, it looks like it's going to be a relatively low scoring week, especially because it's midweek as well, and you might have some tired teams. And, Which is a shame, isn't it? And things. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, one thing you'll be hoping for in game week 11 will be a Madison yellow card because he's on four bookings. Right. If he gets another booking, he's out of twelve. That'll be bloody mm. perfect, wouldn't it, for people with Trent James and Madison like me? Mm. Bloody Madison gets a gets a yellow card. Oh wow, yeah, that could be a thing, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah. the very real chart. I mean, you know, Zaha will be uh, on the pitch. Eze is on the pitch. Tricky players that you know he could go in late exactly. on, and then he's got to watch himself. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Jesus as well is on. He's on four yeah. yards. Yeah, of course. But obviously, he hasn't got the game in twelve. But if he gets booked in eleven, he'll miss the thirteen uh, match. Yeah, um, away, yeah. yeah. Uh, look at some data. For the captains this week, uh, it's Palace, you know, the weakest team in terms of big chances conceded uh, per 90 and their expected goal involvement, uh, non penalty conceded per 90. But we're not going to go for Leicester players, I don't think, against against Palace. Um, it's, you know, Liverpool, Man City, they are the kind of the, the strongest teams defensively, but 
these those games tend to have goals in them. And then Everton, if you are looking at a Kane or a Son or someone to be a bit different, uh, they have considered the most chances per 90, 16.88. But it's not enough for me. No, it's no, not no, enough no, for me to, to, to go for Kane. Is like, exactly what you said. This is going to be this, this is going to be the conversation every week on this screen. Is like, is there enough here to make us consider anyone other than Haaland? And I thought when we get to eleven, there might be because we looked at it and mm. thought Haaland at Anfield. If someone come, if someone pops up and makes a case, we'd definitely look at it. I don't think there's a case strong enough. I just don't. No, I mean Kane's expected goal at non penalty ninety is zero point six, which is good. Eight goals, but quite a few of those have been penalties. But watching him, I don't look at him and think, oh, this is a guy who's going to get me a hat-trick. They, they are, Spurs are quite a negative team at times and they're not really creating loads of chances yeah, anyway. Yeah. And I look at Haaland and City, just, they're, they're going to they're have, I mean, with Gomez at right back, up against Foden and Cancelo probably, or Grealish might even be on the left. They're going to have chance. They're going to have so many chances in that game. Yeah, they are. And, and the other thing, Spurs are playing tonight in Europe. Um, you know, and Everton, as we said, haven't conceded too many goals went into last weekend as the best defence in terms of that. Mm. So it's not an, as easy a game as as it would look on paper, this one, for Spurs. And and I think, as we know with Conte, off the back of a European game, he'll probably go, you know, if it is 2-0, he'll, he'll start easing off. And I don't think I don't think Spurs are playing with the handbrake off at the moment. We saw it, right, and they didn't. They got the 1-0 and they just, that was enough for them, wasn't it? Yep. And it was, it was like, contain it, manage the game out. And I think... Off the back of a European game, that'll be that again. If they get to a winning position against Evan, I don't think they're going to run away and win it three or four no. nil. And that's what you. If you're going against Haaland, you need that. You need that yep. opportunity. Yep, agreed. Uh, okay, let's take a look at our teams. Let's start with yours. So this is how you're set up. It's Raya in goal, Trent, Perisic, James, Saha, De Bruyne, Bowen, Martinelli, Mitrovic, Haaland, and Tony. And you got two frees, right? Yeah, I've got two free transfers. So if Mitrovic says okay, um, it's whether I want to move Trent out. Trippier can come in for Trent, which isn't too bad, is it? I think Perisic mm. will start. James is not flagged here because I took this screenshot before the flag went on. Um, so the issue is if James misses out, which it sounds like he is going to, I'm going to have to make at least one transfer because I'm, I'm, you know, Nico Williams isn't playing, so I need another defender. Um, so it, it's what I do with that defensive move. I can just go Trent to Cancelo, which... yeah. As we've seen tonight, there, there, there aren't really any mid-price options that scream out to me, having because I've got Perisic and, Tri- and Trippier already, um, and it just makes sense to go Cancelo, which is a move which just aligns me with many and many many managers above me. But it's probably the sensible move. And then I take two into game week twelve, which means that even though I've got four players who don't play, I've got two transfers to fix it. Mm. Um, so that's probably what I'll do. The other option is go Trent down to a a player like Dunk, for example, um, uh, and um, and then see what I can do with the money in 12, that that frees up. Um, so I'll, I'll look at it. I, I've, I've, obviously, we're going to wait for team news on James, I think. We need a bit more, I think, before we can certain. And Mitrovic could change things as well. We need to know that he's mm. back. So that's what I'm doing. I mean, it's a good. it doesn't look like a bad team, though. I mean, I look at it again and think it should do all right. I mean, I mean yeah, the captaincy is a given. That's not a question anymore. But, you know, the likes of Bowen, Tony, Zaha could all return, couldn't they? Really? They got fixed. Yeah, well, the, well. the front the front, the front, seven looks looks really strong. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm in, I'm in the same boat as you. I've also got Trent and James. Uh, I've got Henderson in goal. Trent, James, Trippier. Foden, Madison, Zaha, Martinelli, Mitrovic, Haaland, Kane. So I've currently got Foden, Haaland and Martinelli without fixture. So that's three. 
And then obviously if I was doing the same as you, which is Trent to Cancelo, that would give me four, but then only one transfer. And then I've got Emerson who's not playing. So similar to your Neko Williams. So we're mm-hmm. in pretty much exactly the same situation. It's just, you've got basically got an extra transfer to, mm-hmm. to better sort it out. I'm either going to do Trent to Cancelo and just play with 10 in, in 12, which doesn't really bother me that much. Or I'll do Trent to Cucurella. Mm. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. Sh- I'm not sure which one. It'd be, it'd be one of those two moves. Um, but the same as you, I'm pretty happy with this team um, as it is. So not too much to say, really. Just um, What do you think you about know, shifting Kane and going five in midfield? Is it something you're looking at long term? Yeah, well? mm. yeah, it is. I, th- I think I think after the, after the blank, Spurs have got a couple of quite tough games. Um, I think I'll probably do Kane to Jesus, get Jesus back in. Right. Uh, and then, or maybe Wilson, and then move to, to a Trossard or another eight million mid in mm. midfield. Almiron, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like, well, like, if I if I did if I did Kane down to you know a Wilson for example, Jesus, that frees me up four million. So then I can do Andreas up to Saka mm. if I wanted yeah. to. Yeah, you know. So that's that's the thing. Getting rid of that second premium and just going with one premium. Yeah, does really let you. And, and we've just shown the captaincy is going to be Haaland every week anyway. So do I actually need to have another premium? Mm. That's the big question, isn't it? Yeah, and I, and I think as I said, you know, the, the volatile areas midfield. That's where your your difference makers are. Mm. Um, it's certainly not on the back now that we've lost Trent and James because those are two players that in previous seasons have been difference makers with, with halls, but it's not going to be the case. So once, if we do move to Cancelo, that's probably all we can do with the defence until James and Trent become factors again. So it, it, the focus then is on is on those mid-price midfielders. So I think, like I say, every week we're going to be looking at this and going, where do you put your chips? Where do you go? I'll tell you what is incredibly disappointing though. Uh, Foden... 18% ownership, Madison mm. 18%, Zaha 20%, Martinelli 47, Mitrovic 22, Haaland 84, Kane 20. Like I liked having Foden as that like four or five percent owned player. And I don't my only player, my only differential player is Dean Henderson. But even he's 12%. It's not even it's not even that yeah. not even that low. Mm. Um so yeah, I mean, I want to get in, I want to get in the player who's who's low owned, but I like the look of this team. I think so you've got to trust to the combination, justify. haven't you? As people, well, have said exactly. Today, you you got to you yeah. got to think that look, there's other managers above you who don't have that combination. You need that you know combo of two or three players coming in. Um, yeah, that that's what you've got to cling to. And until we get the likes of a Nunes coming through, or unless you're going to gamble on someone like Firmino or Callum Wilson. Um, I think in midfield you just got to shuffle it. No, I mean you're going to hold on to Foden. I think you've got you've done well to get on him at a time when he's really flourished. Yeah, uh, and I think others are going to move that way as well. It's just the way it is. You, you, you there's, there's not a lot we can do to counter that. Um, but it's in midfield where we can take some risks, and and that's where hopefully we can use our transfers to make a difference. And then we get the break. I mean, after the break, perhaps that will shake it up. Perhaps we'll come back and we'll see different teams and different players hitting form and that that will give us an, a second half that shakes it up a bit mm. I mean it's weird that out of my front seven I'd argue maybe my probably weakest player is Kane because he's a lot of money mm. and uh, I'm not going to captain him um, yeah. which is weird I mean, he's got four goals and an assist in his last four games and he's been doing pretty well for me but I do worry I do wonder if you know if I'm if I take him out and put more money in midfield I can basically get a, a similar type player for a lot less in that position and then upgrade the midfield as well so He's probably he's probably going to be on my chopping block fairly soon. Um, Absolutely, black box leagues. Here we go, Raptor. Here's your moment. Oh, um, unbelievable. Oh, hang on, everything's frozen. Can you see it? Oh no, it's, well, you, you, the internet's gone down a bit. I think maybe. 
Um, OBS is frozen. It's back oh, now. There you go. It's back okay. now. That was weird. That was, that was yeah. strange. Yeah. Um, yeah, here he is. Phil Raptor, right at the Congratulations, top. Congratulations. Uh, top of our league. 685 points. Crashing into our league in Which game Which is week ironic because I'm sure... Well, I'm I'm sure FPL Raptor has his own league, and so all he's doing by joining these other leagues is, you know, making making his own league, you know, worse. So thanks, uh, thanks Ross, appreciate that. <laughs> but yeah, he, what what a start to the he season. He gets a mention uh, on Blackbox all the time while he's in there, and it? it'd be interesting to see if he can stay there. I mean, what a season he's having! Is he? And I, you know, we saw this of FPL Mate last mm. season and Focal last season, right? They had their time in the in the top echelons, didn't they? And I, I've never been in that position at this stage in the season, so it must feel great. I do wonder. If the the it causes tension and anxiety even more in your decision making, though, because it must do right as a content creator to be in that position, and you know there's eyes on your every decision you're making. It it does it does raise the stakes, doesn't it? Well, well last year I was six hundred, wasn't I, with five weeks mm. to go, and I played that free hit. We both played that free hit, uh, and then that cost us. I worked out that cost me about eighty points that free hit in that week. Because it, it was 20 points off my actual old team score in the week I played it, which is an unbelievably bad return for a free hit anyway. And then I didn't have it in 36. And I would 100% have gone for De Bruyne captain if I had the free hit. So it was a, yeah, it was a, that was a, that was a, that was a difference between me probably finishing in the top 100 and finishing 4K where I, where yeah. I ended up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is difficult. Like you, do, you do want to try and push when you're in that position. Like... I guess you go one of two ways. You either try and consolidate and play, carry, and play really safe, which maybe Ross will do, or you think this is my one chance to go for that number one position. I'm going to really push for it. But given that we're only 10 game weeks in, you don't need to do that. No. So I would the, just The thing is, if there's anyone in the community who can deal with the, the, you know, the, the issues that it might cause your mental health or well-being, it's Raptor, mm. right? He's, he's the yeah. best equipped of anyone, right? So... That's why it's really interesting. To exactly, see. he can't. He can't blame. He can't blame bottling it. <laughs> no, and, and and it's going to be fascinating because it's almost like he should write another book based on his experience this mm. season because he's now playing FBL in a completely different perspective, where you know he, he's in a position potentially to win it. How does that affect his his thinking? He's obviously got to look at. I'm sure he is looking at that. He, he obviously considers his own thinking a lot. So it's a really fascinating scenario. That there you go, uh, Ross. I've just. Said you can do another book. No sure pressure. We, sure, we won't turn us down on that one. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no. Good, good luck to him, man. It'll be great to track him in the in in this section every week. We'll see if he can stay top and and push on to the to the top one hundred next, which will be very exciting. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, shout out to some other uh, members of this league. Othman Rizguiz, one point behind Ross six eight four. Simon Farr six eight three. Stuart Brandt six eight two. Aditya Shetty six eight one. There's not so much close. in it between these guys. Yeah. One, you know, David Hurley in sick. He's only five points behind uh, Raptor. Uh, Richard Kraft, six, seven, nine. Literally so, so close between these guys. Tom Ford, uh, Zweinung uh, Arnson, and Bryce Leor. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. Apologies for the Brilliant seasons. Get doing the Black Box League and reading out their points just gets harder and harder every week. <laughs> <laughs> really does. I mean, six. Oh, so Raptor's got, Raptor's got six, eight, five. You've got 480. So he's 205 oh, points. Jeez. My word. <laughs> My word. A lot. Yeah. That is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's having a brilliant um, season and I'm having an absolute disaster. <laughs> but I you know, as I said at the top of the show, I've got I'm I'm representing a different kind of FBL manager this season, aren't I? And I've got to, I've got to, I've got to play with just as much responsibility as a result of that. I can't throw my arms in the air and go, Oh, it's it's all down to luck and all that and 
I've got to I've got to stay positive and try and look for ways to to make something of the season because there's other mm. managers out there in the same in the same boat. So yeah, I've take the rough with the smooth as uh, and at least at scale. least Forrester. <laughs> this is so hard. That's the hardest thing, right? It it, it, it it's the, the experiment as I call it now. We're Forrest in the same in the in my in my head as well as FBL. It's not gone very well, has it? It's not turned out very well. Forest bottom of the league, and I'm having the worst season I've ever imagined. Um, so, yeah, I've got to keep a brave face and hope that I come out of it and Forest manage to stay up. Well, I, know. Well I mean, I, I I do feel for you because when Brighton came up, I had my best season and Brighton were doing all right. So it is... I can't, I can't, yeah, I can only imagine what it's like in your, in your situation. It can't be, it can't be nice. It's funny actually, because Jeff, who had a bad game week, came up to me at Fest um, and said to me, oh, you're going without Salah. And he said, I'm worried about your mental health. And he actually meant it. Because I think yeah. he saw that I was going against the um, the EO and plus, of course, with Forrest in as well. And he obviously looked at Forrest and thought, mm, they're going to struggle. And, you know, I can't sit here and say it's been easy. You know, the weekend's, you know, when you're used to having just the anxiety caused by FBL, but when you throw mm. in your own team as well, it is a double dose. I have kind of scaled back on the the impact that FBL has on my weekend, and, and now Forest have kind of taken quite a chunk of that and replaced it, right? So if anything's going to affect my mood, it's more likely to be Forest and FBL, as you probably would expect, right? But it, it's not quite double the amount of anxiety, but it's it's a decent well, that's what amount. I was going to ask. So, yeah. so, so you've got like a stress bar. Yeah. You say it's the same size or <laughs> no, has it increased? it's definitely longer. It's definitely longer. Poor, but poor Pip. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think, to my credit, I think as the seasons have rolled on, I've become stronger at being able to deal with it. And I think, you know, Twitter is difficult. I stay off Twitter on match days because I still find that tough. Even when I was doing well in FBL going on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, so do I. So I, I deliberately awful. stay off Twitter now until the evening. I go on in, in the evening because most of it's died down then. Um, but yeah, I mean, in in many ways, perhaps, you know, Ross and I should get together and write a book about the two extremes we're going through. There you go, Ross. Let's get the book done. Let's stop get a deal trying, on the stop table. Trying to, stop trying to worm your way into <laughs> Ross's book. <laughs> but it's true. I am experiencing something very different this season because Forrest are there and because I'm having such a bad season, I'm having to really make sure that I'm mentally dealing with it okay because, yeah, I don't want, I don't want my family to suffer as a result of FBL or Forrest, but it, it is it is a thing. And uh, yeah, I think I'm doing all right. I think I'm staying positive enough where it's not affecting me too much. Yeah, good. <laughs> until, I, until I come on here with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of a title of like The Demise of the Godfather. Well, I, I don't know. Me and Ross will get together and we'll talk about it. And it won't be that. <laughs> no, it won't be that. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's something in it, hey, Ross. Get in touch. Drop me a DM. <laughs> so selling out, so 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 pathetic. <laughs> um, excellent, that is it. That is us done. Um, thank you all for watching. Do give us a like if you haven't already. Um, do make sure you're subscribed to the channel as well. We'd appreciate it. And thank you for all your votes in the FCA. Oh yeah, we've got that coming up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The voting has closed on that now. Uh, you're not coming, are you? Now I can't get a day off work. I've run out of holiday because I'm spending too much time going to festivals and, and gigs. So, um, living forest, life like a basically. You, you talk about garden centers, you spend more time at bloody festivals than I well, do. This, and, is, this and is young people, things. this is the key to keeping your mental health is having other things, right? And it's one of the yeah. things you've got to have, right? And so, uh, I'm lucky in that I've got interests outside of FBL and Forest that 
You're, you're going to gigs and festivals. I'm booked in for a bloody hernia operation next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's, who's the old, the old man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's dear. brilliant Terrible. stuff. Love it. Yeah. Cool. Um, excellent. Thanks, everyone. Uh, we will be back. We won't be back next week because next week is midweek games. So the next black box will be in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, will Mark still be in the top five million? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Slip to new lows. Nah, you'll be. I, re- I reckon. I reckon by the time we next do a black box, you'll have halved your rank. Oh, no chance. I, I'll, no. I'll tell you what. I'll settle if I'm. If I'm outside. If I'm four million and something, I'll be absolutely delighted. Can't believe I've just said that. <laughs> <laughs> someone someone sound like that totally someone, someone. surreal it's a good night for me <laughs> good night everyone Podcast Network.